You're listening to Your Rivers Are Wrong, the podcast. Good morning or evening or afternoon, whenever you may be. Welcome back to the Your Rivers Are Wrong podcast. My name is Dante, one of your co-hosts for today. And I'm the other co-host, and my name is Marilyn. And we're here to talk about the wonderful whimsies of world building, the arts and aesthetics of setting up a setting and telling stories born from it. Mm-hmm. Well said. We're here on the wake of episode 46, stepping into episode 47. And I got to say, we've had a lot of really exciting episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been editing together the last episodes and 44 to 46 are just my favorite string of episodes oh. as in we we just really get into both of them, all of them it's actually true yeah it's so exciting 44 when i just recently um edited that one and that is hilarious as we <laughs> devolve into uh flying animals and such i don't want to spoil it but that's I definitely mean, it's like, in the past by now right the, by the time you're listening to this i don't know if people have heard it yet who knows you don't need chronological order to to listen to our podcast yeah one of the appeals of our podcast is that you can wa- listen to them in any order you want we're so flexible oh my yeah. gosh it's any amazing. topic that you're interested in uh you could just click it and mm-hmm. have zero context going yeah. into it which is great but okay i get what you're saying here this is like a high bar now so we're upping the level every episode that we do kind of eh is now like more eh than usual <laughs> Because the last ones have been so great. Let's not put that pressure on ourselves. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'll be (laughs) honest with the audience here. Everyone listening at home, we will have some dud episodes. We will have some... Oh, we've had them. (laughs) It's happened before. We've done a lot of episodes by now. (laughs) We, I think in this season, we had an episode where we both woke up like five minutes before recording. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And had to scramble to put ourselves together. As you do. (laughs) Anyway, uh, if if you haven't listened to this podcast, again, uh, we are recording this from opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, we're currently in a video call, uh, sorting ourselves out and discussing our favorite topic, which is world building slash storytelling. Putting together the pieces that make a wonderful story and all the little nuances that nobody really talks about. But before we get into this, let's uh, do a little quick update. Uh, any life updates with you? Anything exciting happening in your neck of the woods? Ooh, nothing crazy. Which is mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. because it's That's been good. pretty crazy and chaotic previously. <laughs> right. The fact yes. that I'm back in like kind of average rhythm is a very good thing because I'm not usually good at that, <laughs> that part of, of, you know, adulting. So that's great. I just said before we started recording, I started yoga again. I'm going to say it for the world so that I nice. feel pressure to keep to keep doing it. So you can ask me next week and I hope that I've done more <laughs> of it <laughs> by then. Everyone. Me- pressure. I'm welcoming Email. It. Yes. Your rivers are wrong at gmail.com. Uh, That's our email. Yes. And ask us, hey, is Marilla doing her yoga? Just keep her accountable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I do it. So, you know, I'm spreading it out. I'm spreading the knowledge. So that people can blame me if I didn't do it. But I did like daily yoga in the past. So I feel like I'm back into mm. a groove again. So that's awesome. So that's good awesome. things. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Um, well, last night I last night I continued my uh, weekly, apparently now it's weekly, weekly live stream of me picking a game to read, a mm. tabletop RPG to read for the first time on stream and seeing what it's all about. And last night was Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I finally took the opportunity to crack that book open and start reading it. And I have very specifically intentionally not touched that book at all Mm. for the sole purpose of live streaming my reaction to its rules and stuff. I love that dedication. Yeah. It's not an if I read it. It was a when I read it. And yesterday was the when. And (laughs) I was being, I felt like I had 30 teachers in the room around me 
in chat. As oh, I was right. like, hey guys, wait, guys, what does this word mean? What do they mean by this word? And then chat would just fill up, just informing me of, of the knowledge of I this feel like game. that's a very efficient way of doing it. You know, this is a big book, right? This is like a player's handbook kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's 600 something pages. I 600? wasn't ready for that. Oh my God. 600. You don't need all 600 to like play. I was going to say like, when are you going to play the game if you have to read 600 pages? It's very comprehensive. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I, we, we got through chapter one. Is and there like a it. bunch of lore and stuff too, or is it really rules? I think only? so. I think okay, there's okay. there's lore like 400 pages in. You can just skip right to that and read. Ooh, cool. Anyway, we'll get to that. More importantly, on this weekend, I am going with my sister to Legoland. Do you know? <gasps> oh, that's fun. Uh, Wait, caveat. What? Of course, it's not. It's not for me. Uh, my cousin's kid is having a birthday there. They insist on going to Legoland Aww. and have invited the family out an hour and Amazing. a half to go to Legoland. Uh, it is, in <laughs> fact, a theme park, which is closed this time of year. And they're only going for the Legoland Hotel, which is a hotel themed around <laughs> Wait, Legos. They're not like actually going to the to the entertainment no. part. They're just going to go to the hotel part. No, it's there's a <laughs> dinner work? where you have where you have Lego themed food. I don't know what that means. <laughs> OK, you know, honestly, that sounds great. I would go to Legoland just for Lego themed food. That's great. And then they're going to go to go to sleep in the Lego hotel and we're invited. <laughs> so I don't know what we're doing there. That's the best children's party. Oh my God, that's great. But I think what won me over was sheer curiosity. Like how entertaining could this place be <laughs> if the theme, if the theme park is closed? Yeah. I'm guessing there's just Legos everywhere. I'm just, I mean, I this is know. like Disneyland, the hotel in Disneyland, right? Where everything's just like Disney flavor. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly yeah. like that. So I hope okay. your bed's not like square. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to stay there. Oh, I'm just you're gonna just going to say hi and then leave again? Meet with the fam, uh, okay. eat some Lego themed food. Yeah, they're, I think they're staying over. I think they're having a the whole hotel right. experience. But but me, <laughs> I have my own bed at home. Fair enough. It's nice and comfy. Yeah, so. I'll take it. Honestly, for a second, <laughs> when you said I'm going to Legoland, I only know the one that's in Denmark. <laughs> Oh, okay. I think there's there's just oh, one sorry. in Denmark, and the I didn't realize the authentic Legoland. Yeah, I I just thought no no no, but I thought you were just like casually going to Denmark for like oh, ca- <laughs> and then yeah, you said just... one and a half hour, and I was like, okay, never mind. I'm I'm the idiot in this <laughs> on this side of the conversation. <laughs> yes, that's me this weekend flying to Denmark. You know, as you for do a, for a family party. <laughs> yeah, and then not staying over, like going back right away. Yeah. Listen, fam, I know I, I don't travel know how your a bit more than usual, look, but, but I'm not going to Denmark for Legoland. <laughs> yeah, there's there's cooler uh, things to see in Denmark, I think, than just the hotel, I hope mind so. you, of Legoland, not even the actual <laughs> Legoland. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> stepping into this podcast, we, we got some things to do. We got some things to handle. Specifically, every episode, we handle one topic related to world building and storytelling and break it down to the best of our knowledge. And at the end tackle a prompt entirely improvised by one of us today i'm bringing the topic and i'm bringing the prompt and you're handling the answering of the prompt i think did we get that right yes did i get that right okay you got it perfectly right stepping into the topic and this will probably give away what the topic is i need to ask you what do you know about the super bowl the super bowl the super bowl i know this is a term and (laughs) i think it's something about sports okay cool and that's all i got (laughs) Uh, can you remind the podcast what what uh, what country you're from? 
I'm from the Netherlands. Okay, cool. Because I don't expect you to know anything about the Super Bowl. This is an explicitly American thing. I mean, I know this as a name or something. I feel like people have talked about this and I've never listened. <laughs> I only know that, that the name exists and that it's a big thing. Yes, yes. That's all um, I got. <laughs> that's all you got. Cool. That's all you need. That's the one brain need. cell, you know, dedicated to Super Bowl. This is it. <laughs> the Super Bowl is this weekend. Um, not to say that I'm a football fan because I'm not really. Oh, it's football. I, okay. So I yeah, already didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, and not, cool. the, not the worldwide football, not the football everybody else knows as football. Yeah, the American like rugby sort of football. Yes, <laughs> the American rugby. Yes, exactly that. Right? Yeah, not okay. To, not to be confused with the European football. This is the yeah. American rugby. Yes, football. Cool. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's this weekend. People are making a big deal out of it. People are starting their parties and stuff like that. And of course, that got me thinking about sports. Today, we're talking <laughs> oh, about sports. Lord. About Talking sports. About sports. Wow. About sports. You know, wow. our expertise, our area our of expertise. Favorite topic. As, yes. As great. players of tabletop role playing games yep. and writers of small <laughs> stories. Our expertise. I love sports. it. Let's go. Anyone even remotely involved in sports or following sports is going to be face palming this entire episode <laughs> because I'm going to preface I'm not an expert. I mean, we're nerds. What do you expect? <laughs> Hey, nerds can like. I did yoga hey, this morning. Is that enough? I'll that, take it. You know, is that a sport? Is yoga a sport? I don't know. It probably is. There it probably is competitive yoga. Probably which like is, yoga people would have, would be offended now or not. I don't know. If you believe that yoga is a sport, contact us at Your Rivers Are Wrong and correct us. Well, because... yeah, we'll 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 make it right in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I've only recently come to understand sports. Most recently, <laughs> like the. I, I'm getting I got to preface this right I got to preface this I I right now currently I follow the NBA the NBA is the what does it stand for National Basketball Association I don't know the, sure anyway, I, I wouldn't it, know anyway it's basketball it's basketball I'm basketball. following basketball gotcha in the last couple of years I've learned a lot about the teams a lot about the players I follow the games I don't watch the games because you know I don't have any sports channels I'm not that big of a sports person but I do watch the highlights online and I try to follow the playoffs best I can. What does that mean? You don't have, oh, you can't like access it because you have to pay. Like, yeah, it's like oh, cable okay. and something. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch TV, period. So. Nah, fair. So during the, during the playoffs, I'll throw it on because my family loves basketball. Like my uncle loves basketball. My dad loves basketball mm. and my cousins do as well. Yeah. So I've come to learn the teams and it's fun to watch and I get it. And I, and I totally, I get the game. Just I don't play basketball. <laughs> uh-huh. I, oh, I guess I got a 30 second 30 second um, Rewind. step to the side. Yeah. Um, my only experience in basketball was when I was a, a, a wee teen, right? <laughs> Playing in the courts of someone's backyard. Uh, they passed me the ball. They passed me the rock, as they say. Passed the rock. Is that mm. what they say? Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, the rock. Is this so, is how is uneducated the, I am. <laughs> look at us nerds. T- it's called a rock. Whoa. Sometimes Whoa, cool kids call it the rock. Um, I got tossed a basketball, hit me in the face and broke my glasses. Oh. And I never played basketball oh. again. Oh, no. So that's my, that's oh. my backstory on basketball. You have even like a good like origin story for this. I just don't care enough. <laughs> you have like all no, like, like wounds and stuff and trauma. <laughs> so with, with, with big news in the, in the, in the NBA for people who follow, Kyrie going to the Mavs is ridiculous, but with big moves in the NBA, with the Super Bowl this weekend, sports is in the air here in uh, the US of A. Is Holland big on sports? Do they have like a big sport? Oh, we got some specifics that we're really good at. We're great at ice skating. We always win with ice skating. (laughs) Okay, that's (laughs) good. And what else? I mean, I mean, football's big or like soccer. I don't know any Mm. version like the, the sort of European football. 
is very big here, but I don't yes. really care enough about it. I think there was like a world championships like recently and I forgot. <laughs> and then oh, there was like flags everywhere. And I was like, what's going on? Yes, oh, right. Yes, it's there football. was. There certainly was. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's my engagement. That was sport. indeed big news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm blanking so hard on what else we're good at, but I mean, we have like specifics that we're great at because we're just like a cold, cold ice country. <laughs> so the Winter Olympics is like your jam. Yeah. Which was literally like Mostly. last year. Honestly, it's it's basically just skating. We're just good at skating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's our jam. Okay. You heard and it here first. Football is very big in terms of like everybody's watching it. I mean, my mom's really big on tennis. So I, I, got, a, oh, I, nice. I got a bunch of tennis. Well, I mean, I don't want to say jeans, but like osmosis. Like I'm sort of partially interested in tennis because <laughs> my mom is super interested in it. Got it. Got it. But I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. a variety of things, I guess. Yeah. I feel like there's not one like giant, except for football. I think there's not one giant. I feel like basketball, for instance, is super big there, right? Super big in the US. In yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And we don't have that at all. And I don't think we have, except for football, we don't really have another sport that's like as big as basketball is in the US. Mm. You guys have like the Euro League, which is basketball as well. Oh, I did it. And no. I feel like <laughs> yep. I feel like your country's just naturally tall. So you guys definitely have we're, some I think sort we're of the tallest league. people in the world. Yeah. I keep forgetting. And then everyone around me is shorter. And I'm like, wait, oh yeah, right. That's the thing. <laughs> we're the exception. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who's been, if you guys are not <laughs> involved in basketball, it is supreme it is a supreme waste of genes. I mean, it is kind <laughs> of, I guess, because basketball's not really big here. I mean, not that I know of at least, with my That's humble fair. knowledge of sports. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh did you grow up playing any sports? Like we can talk about that real quick. I did some dance, I did some tennis, nice. and then nice. what happened? <laughs> I'm <laughs> what not sure. Happened? Well, I mean I still dance, but it's always in the context of musical theater, right? So dancing was always just around. <laughs> but oh, I didn't so specifically funny. pursue it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anything else? Okay. Nah, okay. not hardcore enough about it. I didn't play any like sports teams, but I loved volleyball growing up. Volleyball's fun though. We very specifically had a volleyball gym, which is the gym period, but only volleyball. Oh, that's cool. It was cool. wonderful. It was so good. Um, anyway, we're talking about sports. Uh, we're talking about the... <laughs> back into nerd. Oh, I have one sports. That's, that's a oh, little bit really? in my life. Water sports, uh -huh. of course. Like sailing and shit. Oh, yeah. Cool. Not like not like consistently, but we, we, we did like a yearly sailing thing when I was younger. So that was fun. That's awesome. And I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> it's a bunch of people hiring a bunch of boats and then sitting in the boats all day. That's what it is. Okay. And it's great. Cool. We should probably talk about like topics <laughs> and stuff. But yes, I wanted to hop in here and say that sports series... Very specifically, because this is the Venn diagram of my nerddom, right? Um, I, <laughs> uh -huh. I don't I don't really follow sports, but I do very much understand sports anime. I got you on that. Yeah, I'll take it. And I'm going to I'm going to mention my points of reference because people need to know which ones I've watched because they're very, very different and from most <laughs> to least realistic. <laughs> Okay. The first Haikyuu. Haikyuu is very, it's pretty darn well grounded. I've watched a bit, a bunch of that. It's great. Haikyuu has got to be one of my top five manga slash anime. I've read mm. the whole thing. I haven't watched the anime all the way, but the anime did great justice. Cut yeah. first couple seasons. It was so fun. I grew up on Ice Shield 21, Ice Shield Nijuichi, uh, which is a football anime, American football anime. And as ridiculous as it is, that's where I learned the rules of football. <laughs> I watched, I watched a hundred and something episodes of Ice Shield 21 and I learned all the rules of football, like straight from that. And I, I knew all the positions. I knew all the tactics. I knew all the names and offsides See, and touchdowns and safeties yeah. and all that. And least realistic, which I just very much fell off on, was Prince of Tennis. I watched Prince of Tennis and it just got magical. Everybody had like superpowers. And oh, okay. I was, Fascinating. I was about it. 
Sure. <laughs> but I've also watched like Megalobox. I've watched, I've read Area no Kishi. There's, there's a bunch of sports anime that I have dabbled into and gotten variable degrees of reading into it. And I wanted to talk about like what kind of stories are facilitated by sports. Mm. I think that's what I'm going for here. So sure. to jump into it, I want to first speak on genre because a lot of these fall into the same bucket of genre, which is slice of life, which is um, adolescence growing up. It's like high school stories. Mm -hmm. It's all like young development, mostly, unless you're talking about an adult first stepping into it. That's a whole different story. But yeah, fair. Yeah. But it usually is young adults. Yeah. Most sports anime focus on a team of people, right? Uh, a colorful cast of characters, all with their own unique talents, abilities, flaws, and dispositions, so to speak. Uh, and them all learning to work together, usually centering around this super talented main character. Oh, yeah, of course. You gotta have them. To get as far as possible in whatever their division is named. And I think it's neat. I really love it. Have you watched any sports-themed TV shows, material, anime? I don't yes. know. Yes. I've watched, not all of it, unfortunately, but I've watched Haikyuu too. It was great. Nice. I feel like it was the first, like, real sport, like, classic sports anime that I watched. Mm. And then before that, my brother kind of dragged me into Ping Pong, the animation. I don't know if I you know it. I Ping Pong, the animation. It's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Also because it just so good. doesn't look like anime at all. It's not shiny. It's just like scraggly and <laughs> exactly. crunchy. It's great. It's super fun. Because he's not into anime at all. But kind of this one is nice because he feels like it's not really anime or it feels like it's a kind of a different, right, right. different take on it or something. Yeah. And then what else did I watch? I think I did watch... An ice skater, but not like oh. ice skating, like in terms of like speed running and stuff. But what's that called? Like for beauty, <laughs> like dancing on ice kind of. Do you know how, skating you know what I'm... for beauty. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Skating <laughs> what, for beauty. What's the name? I mean, Yo, that's exactly basically right. what it is, but yeah. I'm not going to correct you. I think it, it might have been Yuri on Ice. You know that one? Oh, I think some... that's the one. Mm. Unnecessary side note, but I think I found this when I was like looking for coming of age gay anime and then i was like is this enough and then they were like this one has a lot of energy and i was like enough? okay sure and then i watched it and it wasn't gay at all it was like very vague glances and that was it and then i was like okay but yeah. it was still enjoyable it was a good anime but yeah it's like pining right it's like it's pining uh, yeah subtle, and i kind pining. of got fed up with the pining but but that, the skating was great <laughs> and i think that's about the, the extent of it and honestly, when you were saying that, I feel like it, it instantly reminded me again of why I also love the magical girl stuff, because it's the friendship thing, right? Everyone has different mm. assets and like skills and stuff. This is right. very much the same thing with sports anime. It's the dynamic of like a group based activity. <laughs> and it's great. Right. It's great, great food for anime. That, yeah, that's a great way to put it. The, the, the dynamic of a group based activity. I think that's just that pretty much sums it up. That's sports mm. anime in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be group-based, right? Like, they're solo sports. I mean, I guess the ice skating was sort of solo, but then the characters, like, they're not in a team or something. Well, yeah. were they in a team? It was like a supporting cast, though. I've never watched it. I just know clips. Oh, okay. So. But, like, ice skating is still so solo, right? Like, you can have the same trainer mm -hmm. and stuff, but it's a solo sport. But I feel like sports anime does best when it is not a solo sport, when it's actually, like, the group dynamic part of it. Right. I'm very, very fond of the two main sports anime that I've, one gone through is Haikyuu and iShield 21. What's the other one? Sorry, remind me again. iShield 21 is yes. the um, football anime. It's real, It's pretty old. I think at this point it's around 20 years old. Mm. Uh, I watched it through middle school on the original Crunchyroll. Whoa. Way before, like YouTube was not I was there before yet it fully was cool. a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were, it was just all free. Nothing was like commercial or anything like that. But um, Oh, 
I've watched another one. I think it's called like Galaxy Football or something. It's basically Galaxy football with football? then magic, but it was so weird. I, I tried to look it up lately and I realized it's a French cart- cartoon that also did like, uh, was it called Galaxy Football? Galactic Intergalactic Foot? Galactic Football. That's what Galactic it was. Galactic Football. This was a thing that was just on TV, right? Like oh. right next to all the other cartoons and I didn't realize that it was basically anime after I did it, but it's from a, like a French studio or something. It was very likable and I watched it back it and it was a bit confusing, but also very cool. Unconsciously, I think that's one of the first things I watched where they combined 2D and 3D animation in a very cool, like, sort of natural way. Yeah, very cool. I can see the aesthetic. Yeah, I want to watch that back now. But that was basically the sort of tennis but magic. It was like football but magic. Mm. Or like sci-fi yeah. football was it kind of. I think one of my favorite parts of the ones that I've watched, I showed 21 from way back when, and you more recently, is like the assembling of the team, which is so, so fun. Like the first couple of episodes very is satisfying. mostly like yeah. meet the cast, right? You got a couple of delinquents that you're pulling out of nowhere, but they're they're very strong, but uh-huh. not very refined. Yes. There's that one weird dude who has that one very strong talent. Eye Shield fans, there's going to be one of you, at least one of you. And if it's, and if it's you, if you're listening <laughs> right now and you're that one Eye Shield 21 fan, please understand this. I mean, this is a big one, right? That you're saying this is a big anime? It, it's I haven't old. heard of it, it but it's, oh, it's like a classic. At this point, it's old. It's old enough to be one, but it's not one of the, it wasn't one of the most popular ones, but it certainly was notable in its day. Monta, his only talent was catching. So he was on a baseball team and all he could do was catch, but he couldn't, he couldn't like run. He couldn't hit the ball with the bat, couldn't do anything. So they chucked Just him into football <laughs> and all they did was teach him as teach him how to maximize his catching talents. Mm. Um, there was like the quarterback was like the genius. He was like an evil, like sadistic dude who like taught the team in the weirdest and most vile of ways. But, you know, <laughs> oh. it was all it was all for the love of the people for, like, the, greater for, good. for, for sure. the greater goods. So they all hated him, but respected him. And he was so great. He That's how you build arc. trust. <laughs> And you had like failed stars, you had like guys who like needed to know how to be more forceful, like very gentle giants sort of thing. And it's just this ragtag group of, group of kids, right? And they got to learn to play football. <laughs> you, That's you, the objective. You put, them, you put them all together and everybody looks at them and is like, hey, these guys are only good at one thing each. They don't know. They don't actually know the rules of this game. <laughs> and eventually they all yep. like have their they level up arcs. The way they train and go through adversity. And when they score for the first time and beat oh. a big team or rival yep. and everybody's like leveling up and you get to know the other teams. Now I'm just ranting. You get to know the other teams and they have stories and they have colorful casts and you see recurring characters and suddenly they have side arcs yeah. that you can enjoy where the main characters aren't even in the screen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It can be so complex if you want it. Also, I think it's the perfect balance between identity as a group, right? Like we're mm-hmm. one football team and sort of solo journeys within to sort of strengthen the group, right? Because right. The, the gentle giant needs to be more or less gentle. I don't know. I forgot which which way it went. Um, <laughs> but like each one has a very specific direction or goal that they're trying to achieve. And because they all have kind of individual journeys and hopefully achieve all of their individual goals, Mm. they also indirectly sort of feed the whole group dynamic that's constantly going on. Yes, yes, yes. It's a back and forth thing. And the more focus you have on one solo journey, the less focus there is on the group dynamic. But then you'll still see it kind of work back into the group dynamic because the solo journey changed the person part of the team. Exactly, right. And it's this crossroads of like people from many different backgrounds putting themselves together and towards one specific goal and the reconciliation of each character understanding, hey, this is for the better of the team. You make some sacrifices. You have to make some choices 
Um, and, you know, high school sports, it's all the formative years. Like they're deciding where to go to college. Mm. They're trying to make money for their family. They're trying to pass all their classes. They obviously have like a dynamics in like the classroom, like bullies or romance or things like that. And then trying to balance all that with like playing a very physical sport. They got to they got to figure out what takes priority. And it's a, it's a very for people watching especially to the audience, it's a very relatable thing. Hmm. On that specific note, I actually wanted to bring up an anime that I watched only the two thirds of the first season. It's called Run with the Wind. And this that sounds cool is an anime about cross country running. So they just like long distance running. Yeah, long distance running. The longest distance running, in fact, (laughs) a long like it's not a race. It's just running. Hmm. Right. Okay, okay. There, and there and there is a point where like they have to run faster, but like, you know, it's just endurance. The whole concept is endurance. Is this like organized sports culture kind of? Okay. So like people are running around a track, multiple right. laps, and they got there's like a tag team effort where you gotta pass the baton and they gotta move. So here here you everybody's asking first episode, how could you possibly have an anime about running? <laughs> there's only one thing they do and they run. There's <laughs> there's no ball, there's no points. Uh, wh- what is this anime about? And I was so intrigued that I watched seven episodes of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> they did something right. And best believe, by episode three, I was invested. I was like, these are true-to-life people. They're, they're all like stepping into, I think this is college, college cross-country. They're stepping into like careers. Like they're thinking about their majors. They're being like, how much time do I really have to focus on a varsity team? Like is running really my sure. goal? And so yeah. some people are just trying to keep the lights on at home. And it's just like the actual student experience hmm. of either being a loner or being a party person or like being strictly focused on sports and understanding your background in that. And reconciling all of that for question mark running. What I'm trying to get to is that in this specific anime, sports is not the focus. It is the catalyst. It's the foundation upon Mm. which everybody is brought into the same room to tackle the same thing. And it's an excuse for the characters to know each other, to like become friends and bond and understand each other's backstories and truly like invest in each other. Yeah, you have a shared interest kind of. Yeah. And and running is just the it's just the thing on the whiteboard, right? (laughs) And I know there's some sports anime that are very hyper focused into learning the sport and being good at the sport. But this was such an interesting departure because as much as they were teaching you about the culture of like running and like the sports aspect of it, it was the introspection of the characters that truly kept you watching. It's like, I want to see how this guy resolves this problem in his life. There was a whole episode about a guy who was going to quit the team because he had to go to job fairs and do interviews and like right, he was yeah. getting into like the business school and he's like, this is a hobby. I don't need, I need to be an adult. I need to grow up and be an adult. I can't be here. So I'm quitting. And basically they were all in this club because they all needed a place to dorm. Like th- this b- club basically paid for their boarding. Oh, so okay. if you were in this running club, you didn't have to pay for board. And that's the only reason he was there, but he had to quit because of school. And it's just like this whole thing where it's like, what do you value? What is important to you? What is important right now in the present and how will that benefit you later on in life? And it's just like when I watched this, I was like in my last was I in my last few years of college. No, I think I was just barely out, like looking around for jobs. And and I was just like, this is way too close to home for an anime about oh. running. You got to right. <laughs> slow your roll. I wasn't ready for too this. Too authentic, too authentic. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I think as opposed to other episodes where the topic kind of shapes the story, this anime in particular just felt like framework like here mm. this is the reason you're on the like it could it didn't have to be about running this anime could have been about 
anything. It could have been about um, woodwork or carpentry or like learning how to do do pottery. Like they, the topic didn't matter. It was getting everybody into the same room that these very different people could interact and share their worldviews. And it was it was like a melting pot of like different perspectives. And what sports anime does really well is that because these people are so different, the audience always has at least one person to latch onto that they find mm. they can relate to the closest. Yeah. It's not usually the main character, to be honest, because the main character is usually supremely talented and doesn't yet realize it. And it, he kind of slowly grow, grows into this role that they can carry the carry the show, so to speak. But sure, the side yeah. characters are often where they get to pluck little details that are that are like, hey, do you relate to this? Hey, are you a loner? Or are you somebody who doesn't know how to express themselves? Or are you I think the side characters in focused? general are just more characterized because they only have to have a few things to relate to because literally they don't have enough time or you know people to develop them fully of course they can just focus on oh this one is a loner or this one loves out of food <laughs> <laughs> but i think that also means that if you love food then because because this is the main trait of this character right mm. it's instantly very very likable instead of sort of generic likable that the that the main character usually is there are more often also a blank slate i think or a bit less outspoken than specific side characters and also on the point of the sports being the framework for the rest of it i think that's super true depending on the anime right or depending on the work but it doesn't even matter what you're doing but because it's such a good reason to literally get a band together right have a group of people (laughs) be around each other all the time like have a bunch of characters interacting it's become a whole genre and it's great because it's a great genre (laughs) yeah and honestly, what I also like about this, you you called it earlier slice of life, right? Which I think is very true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great because I think it's so lovely and humble in the most exciting way <laughs> <laughs> that sports anime is, quote unquote, just about sports. It's not magic. Well, usually it's not magical. It's not like <laughs> Depend. changing Depends. the world forever. It's just a, some people that play right. volleyball, right? But then because we get so invested in it, because we love the characters, because we care about how the team is doing... This becomes as important as the world. This becomes the main focus of the of the anime. Let's stick right. to anime for now. That's really awesome. And that's also in general why I love Slice of Life, because you sort of heighten the usual life or sort of, right. quote unquote, mundane topics to something that we should care about. And that's also how life works. Guess what? Not everyone is a world changer. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> and that's okay. Put too. that on the wall. Put that on the wall. Not everyone is a world changer and that's okay. I, I love that. Because honestly, there's a lot of pressure. We talk about fantasy all the time. Right. Most fantasy is pretty crazily epic, right? Right. There's a bunch of things dying. The world's ending or not. It's just starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like one thing that changes everything. If you don't find it, you're doomed forever. Kill the dragon that kills a bunch of people. You know, that's a that's heavy stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to watch a bunch of people playing volleyball and caring about it. And that's it. Because if you focus on the world at large as the problem or as the uh, framework, as you said it, that also means that your bubble of people or your stakes instantly have to be... If I think about this in a storytelling sort of writer kind of way, right? Because if Mm -hmm. the bubble is as big as the literal world that you're on, all the stakes you're going to insert in that have to be really big because otherwise it's not going to feel important enough because your framework is so large you need to have large stakes which means that fantasy or similar genres sci-fi a lot of a lot of the times too is ridiculously epic and that's very cool (laughs) but very often it's much easier and equally interesting as we've seen in sports anime and slice of life and stuff 
to make your bubble, to make your framework very small, because then you can be detailed about stuff. You can be nitpicky right. and have equal Nuance. stakes kind of in terms of uh, how much we care for them. But then because the stakes are just in comparison to the sort of epic world shattering stakes of my fantasy novel next door, uh-huh. <laughs> those can feel equally important. But then you just talk about regular people instead of magic, fantasy, heroic gods. Right. Very often, I find even more relatability in that because I don't have to dig through the epicness <laughs> of it. The dungeons and politics and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because, you know, it's also escapism, right? Slice of life is less escapism than fantasy because it's not as different from Too far. usual yeah. life. In the example that you just said, the running anime where you were like, wait, this guy needs to suddenly have a job now. Well, that's just that's so relatable. Ah, I don't like it. <laughs> Because it's slice of life, suddenly when you sort of find something relatable there, it's super close to home because it Mm. is literally slice of life. It's very close to real life. And also why I think we should take it a little bit more seriously as a genre, but usually like casual things are not necessarily worse than epic things, right? It's just different. And that's not always how people feel about it, I think. Yeah. I have to say, I've processed a lot of manga and anime throughout my life. I've a lot, a good amount. Processed. I, I, I would what you would consider an enthusiast of, of manga and anime. Um, we established this. Yes, we're nerds. For, for people who Got know it. Haikyuu, for people who know Haikyuu, the moment when Tsukishima, who is the tall glasses blocker guy who didn't care about volleyball, the moment he got off a good block... <laughs> and just like broke down and was genuinely like happy about it. Yeah. Top 10 anime moments. Best Truly moment. like Am I right? Yeah. I was overwhelmed reading that. The, oh. the way it was drawn and the way it was presented, oh. I was I was just watching. I'm just like this is too much. This is too too much. And I don't there's not many anime that make me feel like that. Haikyuu is truly one of my favorites because it's so close to home. And I didn't expect the sports episode to be the one that's that's going on a bit long, but I do, <laughs> I do want to wrap this up. Guess so. There's something so novel and nostalgic about sports anime because it represents a chapter of people's lives that they will inevitably have to move on from. Mm. Uh, it is a coming of age story where people accept that this moment in their lives is very special, very unique and fleeting. That in 10 years, people might not ever remember what you've done or what you've accomplished. But once you move on from it, it is up to you to decide how important it was for you, how impactful it was for you, that you chose to devote time and energy to this. And this is a very real feeling Hmm. for people who go through high school and college. And it's not always sports, right? It could be a whole lot of things. It could be drama. It could be debate club. It could be a whole lot of different other orgs that you're involved in. And once you step away from it, you have to realize, was this worth my time and energy that I value it? What does it mean to me moving forward and how did it change me? Right. And that's something that sports anime and sports stories tackle very, very well. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. Also bittersweet. But yes, I think it's a change of shape, right? I'm still doing what I did in high school, but now I'm doing it (laughs) like officially like an adult. And and it's like serious now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is serious now. And you're still doing what you're doing. You're still doing debate club. (laughs) Literally right <laughs> debate now. Debate club? I'm not, I'm not doing debate club. I mean, I've you never know been in debate club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It generally. But it's true. Yeah, it's 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 a sort of forming, shaping experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had tons of college experiences that I am happy I chose over like more academic, responsible routes. Yeah, same. <laughs> that, truly, that have truly uh, shaped who I've become. But uh, maybe that's a topic for another episode because uh. today... We have to tackle our prompt that we do at the end of the episode. I have a prompt. Marilyn's going to have to answer it best she can. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'll chime in if she so requests, but 
this one is pretty much just yours. And if you want, if you want me to chime in and meant and bring up some stuff, by all we means, we can back and forth a little bit. You can. Yeah. Okay. The prompt for today for you again. She doesn't know what this is yet. She's just improvising it. I don't know if we say this in often enough. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I listen back and I'm like, do they think this is scripted? One, why would we ever script? I mean, this? the eternal problem two, <laughs> of good improv, right? or bad improv, honestly, any improv. Yeah. So here's your prompt: first month of school, main character walks into an auditorium to try out for a team. And they're all going to realize what their very unique talent is. You mean they, as in the people in school, are going to realize the talent of the main character? Yes. Is what you're saying, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So here you're, you're deciding the sport, Ooh. real Ooh. or made up, and this okay. main character's walking in first month of school and about to show everybody what they've got. Set the scene. Oof. Okay. Ooh, my mind is going in, in f- f- multiple directions here. Let me think. I don't know if this counts, but I think it's fun. So we're going to go it. for it. <laughs> There's no point system. Does this count? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, does this count as a sport is what I mean. Oh, but, okay. But okay. Gonna, I I'm think ready. so. I think they would be offended if I say it's not a sport. Just like dancing is a sport. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our main character is is only, what did you say? Like only, a, this is the first month of school, right? Like the very, very right. beginning. This is the first time they're ever going to talk about like extracurriculars, sports, any sports teams, anything related. Yep. Yep. They are a, how old are you when you're, when it's like first, it's like 12, 13? What's the first week of high school? That's kind of 12, right? For us, it's 14. I don't know about 14, you guys. 14, sure. I mean, for us, yeah. I think it's 12, but it's fine. Young girl, she's super excited, but also very jittery. Like, she's so excited to make friends that she's really nervous about it. <laughs> but, you know, she's heard about the the sort of um, extracurricular market. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Um, <laughs> probably not, because you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very professional way of saying oh sure like, okay okay <laughs> like that, like choices she's going to the auditorium she's heard about this she she knows that this is the place to be let's give her a name let's give her um maya she's called maya maya knows there's a great chance of making the most friends if you Oof. join an so extracurricular activity such as sports or you know a hobby club <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's so ready she's so ready to tackle this opportunity to stay in the sports uh, vernacular here. <laughs> and the one thing she's scared about is that she's going to make a fool of herself. She has had experiences in the past because she's just a little bit clumsy. She's so excited. She's so ready. She's so lovely and warm as a person, but she's just really clumsy. She sort of bumps her head all the time. She falls off stairs. It's very Aww. unpractical. Yeah. She's become very good at like falling at this point. <laughs> it's not the most ideal thing to to have as a, as no, a trade for a sports team, perhaps. Or as a person. Or as a person. <laughs> okay, so she's gonna she's gonna see all this beautiful stalls and people are being super excited, right? Everyone's shouting at at her, whatever their team is. I've seen this in American movies. This is how it goes, right? <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. She's seeing like, come join the <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, sport. Come join the ping pong team. We're great, but okay, you gotta okay. be really dexterous about it. And she's like, Well, that's cool. Not for me. Let's continue. There's another corner over there that says, "Come join the cycling group." We're you have to be like super like fast in the <laughs> fast in the bends, but if you can do it, you know, fast in the bends. This you know. bike is yours, and she's like, oh, "I love it. It's so These people are awesome, but I will probably like die from it. So maybe not. Maybe not for me." She's going around the auditorium, and she's every time she's like, mm, "I'm not sure if this is for me. It's getting a bit tricky, right? There's not a lot of them left." Right before she actually feels so insecure that she might just try it another day. She'll, mm-hmm. she'll just have to think about it a little bit harder. 
there's actually a performance of the cheerleading team. Oh. Who is presenting their team, their skill, join the club, come audition for us and be part of this wonderful girl squad that we have here. And they're performing. At first, she's like, oh, they look so cool. They look so confident. They're so good at it. <laughs> look how nice it looks. Look how trained they are. And then at first, she's like, okay, this is, I mean, I love, this is my favorite one of the entire, the entire place, right? Because they, they're just so cool about it. But she's not really sure if it's for her. And then right before she's like, mm, I think I'll just pass on the cheerleading. She sees that they're doing a large stunt where one of them falls from a very <laughs> far height. And perfectly falls into a group of people. And she's like, wait, this is actually perfect. I can fall. I'm good at falling. I'm good at falling. I belong here. <laughs> and then, you know, before she knows it, she's already strutted up to the, what's it called? The, the, the captain of the cheerleading squad uh -huh. and says, you have to get me. There's not much things I'm good at, but I'm so good at falling. And I've, I've already pointed out a bunch of things that you can do better at your falling. <laughs> Please take me. <laughs> and they're so excited about it that she's instantly part of the team. Oh, I love Maybe it. Maybe she even like accidentally falls up the stairs as she's saying it. And then is really, <laughs> is really good at it. And then they're like, wow, damn, you actually really are good at falling. Oh, and now she's gosh. part of the team because she's great at I falling. Love and I love that. Yeah, there we I, go. I, you, Wasn't that listen, wholesome? I, I, I listen. I wasn't sold at first. I'm like, wait a sec. How could somebody who's good at falling get a cheerleading? But I under. But I started thinking. I'm like, wait. If you're not afraid of falling, then you're probably amazing. She's at done it a billion times in her life. From like one meter, from like two buildings, and somehow she's still here. She's become very good at it by now. Has Has she considered like pool diving? Like. Like no <laughs> diving. <laughs> There's no pool team. There's no pool this team in this oh, high no school. Here? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're good. You're good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. If you can't fall and then you're on a pool team, it's the worst because then it hurts so bad if you enter the oh, water yeah. wrong. There's no pool team. That'd be like I made it two. up. I can make oh, it up. I can do what I want. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what we did. It's all made up. Mm. Ta da! Ta da! <laughs> Uh, that was wonderful. Thank you for that. The visual was was bright in my head. I could see Amazing. the whole thing. Yes. I yeah. wasn't sure where I was landing, but I figured it out in the end. <laughs> it, it definitely landed. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> well, with that, uh, thanks again for tuning in to this podcast, apparently about sports. Uh, yeah. Tune in next episode we do where we don't too. talk about sports. We're not <laughs> talking about sports next episode. So if you've stumbled into here from ESPN <laughs> podcast or JJ Reddick or any of those interesting ones, I think Pat Bev has a podcast now if it, but if you've tuned in from any of those and you're expecting more episodes about sports it's not here because this not happening <laughs> this podcast is about world building and storytelling uh, and that's what we're focusing on that's what we're sticking to exactly so thank you for listening again if you want to reach out to us we are at your rivers are wrong at gmail.com mm -hmm. you can also find us on twitter apparently so kind of maybe y-r-a-w podcast that's us and i don't know if we have any others and you can find us on anchor spotify any streaming platform uh, and as we send you guys out into the greater world to tap into these pools of limitless imagination. Uh, there's one thing that you should probably remember, and that is... Your rivers are wrong. Your rivers are wrong. Got it. Okay. Have a good one. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Rivers Are Wrong. If you have ideas for topics, prompts, or you just want to share your thoughts please reach us at yourriversarewrong at gmail.com. That's yourriversarewrong at gmail.com. Also a big thanks to Maarten Schellekens, who created the intro and outro music for our podcast. And most importantly, thank you for listening. We hope to see you at the next one.
Bye.